0: Coming home into yourself, into like this tropical environment, has actually given you the spaciousness to come back to your authentic self.
1: Uh huh. Exactly.
0: That's so powerful. And yeah, and come back to my authentic
1: expression. Mm-hmm. Because I think at the end of the day, human beings, humanity is here to explore and express themselves like in unique ways. Like we're just yes here to become unique little expressions of what consciousness can be yeah and there's healing and the embracing of the deep divine mother mm-hmm. in us all and especially as a woman yeah and and what does that look like for for me having grown up in in Vietnamese culture and tradition um,
0: yeah
1: and yeah like part of like being a part of that conversation is really important to me mm-hmm. um, moving forward being a part of um lifting up fellow Asian women's voices, right. being being a champion and remembering also to acknowledge the fact that I'm Asian in this yes. whole equation. Right. Didn't hey. need to rhyme there. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> because you know, I reflected on this earlier with you that I really didn't have a mirror like you in my life not a lot you know because i grew up in the bronx there was it was was a lot of blacks and latinos and not Mm -hmm. very many asians when one asian person came through it was like okay put them together Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. they'll feel so i've always felt like this this strange like one-off two-off kind of community yeah and so when i was in community i didn't know what to do with myself i didn't know how to speak into this and and, and I felt really disconnected from my community. Mm-hmm. And it's really important for me now moving forward to be in that conversation, in that community, in right. my community. Not that, right. my community. This is who I am. Yes. And when I speak and when I share and when I create into the world, <laughs> I can't not be an Asian woman right. in this.
0: Before we start this episode, I want to announce that I am starting my one-on-one mentorship program to guide you through a safe space to embody your soul authenticity. I'll be using tools from Chinese medicine, astrology, tarot and Akashic records, and many other modalities to support you. I'm ecstatic because this comes in two different packages. The holistic health coaching will be a package of health, body, lifestyle counseling with Chinese medicine and many other tools. And the Soul authenticity Coaching is a blend of Akashic Records, astrology, tarot, and spiritual counseling for you to tap into your deep spiritual purpose. I'm so excited to call in the people who I'm meant to serve. If you're interested, please feel free to reach out to me via Instagram at embodied, or go to my website at soleo.co soleo, to come book a discovery call today. I'm so excited. serve you. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Soul Authentic Podcast. I'm Lynn, I am the host of Soul Authentic and I am joined here with a dear sister, Hai Feng. And I'm so excited to have her on to have this conversation about being a creative, being a woman that is coming into her power and creativity and using that as a way to transform ourselves and our daily experiences into ease and to pleasure and to inspiration for others and for ourselves. And you know, we've had a beautiful journey of meeting each other and I'm so honored to to meet you, to really come into sharing with you and going into this deep conversation because you've been that person that I've heard about so much. I mean, I'm living here in Costa Rica, and we're living on the Caribbean side. And this is a small town. You know, a lot of people hear about each other. A lot of people um, rave about other people. And you're one of those people that are constantly talked about, constantly loved by so many others. <laughs> and it's there is so many reasons why. Because you are a healer. You are an artist, you're a visionary, you are a strong Asian woman out here in Costa Rica. You can speak bomb One Spanish. Of a few, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it's a very small community of Asian women. And so, you know, we have such a very deep conversation to go into today in speaking about all of those things of what it took to reclaim your creative authority and what that means. And coming from a family that or or a culture that didn't necessarily support you in living authentically as a creative person. Mm -hmm. Because I know I've definitely gone through that experience myself. And so, yeah, I have all these different streams of, you know, questions I want to ask you about your life because you've really, you know, created a life for yourself out here and being someone that's rooted down in this community and also being that anchor for so many people in your life and also being a very creative person so I'm so happy I'm having this conversation with you and I know you're going to inspire so many people about your path so let's just get started All right. <laughs> so what where did you come from and and how did that allow you to remember what it was like to be a creative, to be an artist. Whew.
1: First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be interviewed by a fellow Asian sister, <laughs> to be able to connect in this way and use my voice. To use my voice. I think that that would be the start of my story into this path of healing, really. Because, I mean, my family, I grew up in New York City and but I was born in Vietnam but we immigrated when I was two and so my entire experience is American you know like I was acculturated in the American ways Um, even most even I could even say before arriving into US soil my parents were acculturated by um, American North American but American uh, cultures and Mm -hmm. Um, and so, that that influenced a lot of like my my conditioning, my my thought patterns, my li- like beliefs, and, right. and as I grew up, self-limiting beliefs around what was possible for me as an individual, as a female, and as an Asian American. Mm-hmm. And so couple that with, like, the pressures of growing up Asian-American, just Asian <sighs> heritage, Yes. you know, I didn't have any space to really have, like, to really vocalize, to um, connect with my, my authentic voice, my authentic expression, um, you know. I remember the, like, one of my first memories that I've shared with you before, I think, mm-hmm. um, was when I was, I don't know, below, like, around between six and eight, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Really young. My mom asked me what I wanted to do with my life. Like, what did I want to be mm-hmm. when I grew up? You know, that famous question we all get asked. The ultimate question. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately said I want to be a dancer. I wanted to dance. I saw ballet dancers on the TV and I wanted to move my body like that. I, I felt the emotion and I wanted to be able to transmit that mm. in my body. And I had already been like, you know, moving in my own little space yeah. myself and my mom's immediate response was, no, you can't do that. We don't have the money for classes, choose something else. And it was an immediate shutdown. It was an immediate... Um, just stifling, and as a as a child at that age, I couldn't understand what it was that kept me from um, pursuing that dream or that desire. It just was like my mom said, "No, mm-hmm. I can't do it," and I just took it. I just took it as truth, you know. But throughout my entire childhood, I always was looking for other ways because I don't know, like. There's this, there's this expression or this like concept in somatic healing that if you don't, well, not just like somatic healing, but a lot of healing modalities, if you're not allowed to express something that you really want to do, it comes out in other ways. Yeah. Same goes for like, if you don't express something that you're unhappy about, whatever, it comes out in other ways, like mm-hmm. you could lash out in various ways. Right. And so I lash out, quote unquote, you know, in my creative creativity. In drawing in um, mostly drawing at that at that age but mm-hmm. um, fast forward to like when I needed to make the decision to uh, choose a university to go to um, I knew that this was my chance to get closer to that space where I could express myself like it wasn't, a, again, like at that point, it wasn't a conscious knowing yet of what I wanted to do or how I wanted to do it, but I knew I had to satiate this like itch inside my soul that didn't have a way or words or language to come out yet. And I like chose design. I chose interior design. I knew I didn't want to go into architecture at that time. I already had this understanding that it was very egocentric and I didn't want to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: be in a space with a lot of ego where I was creating from an ego place. Like this is me speaking now from like retrospectively, Retrospectively, like that wasn't yet conscious, but, Mm. um, but I did know I didn't want to do go into that field because of the ego. But at least then in interior design, I could touch on creativity Mm -hmm. And I could also please my parents because that was almost close enough to engineering, to being an engineer or a doctor or a nurse. That was the kind of go-to um, professions that I could choose from, like the the five, the top five, right? (laughs) Logical careers, logical careers that, that assured you the quote unquote American dream Mm -hmm. that I was fed. That wasn't just like an American dream, but it was also the adopted dream of my parents coming to America to provide a better future for their children Mm -hmm. and bless their hearts. You know, it's such a beautiful intention. Right. And so I, I compromised by choosing that, um, in a way you know like at the moment at that time i felt really empowered i decided to go to art school i decided to pursue this profession in this in this um in this concentration and and that was kind of like my lead-in to to finding my voice you know going to art school and it was like the opening it's like once i graduate high school i'm gonna Move the fuck out! <laughs> I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> I'm gonna move the fuck out, and I'm gonna be able to do what I wanna do, and mm-hmm. then yeah. and take the steps to get there. Yeah. To finding that truth, to finding my voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can go on and on, but I that's so like... beautiful,
0: <laughs> and, I, and I resonate so deeply with your story. And I think that's why me and you have connected on on such deep levels because you know as a first generation asian woman from my perspective it's been really difficult to yeah come from you know a family that was operating solely out of survival and i also truly honor and respect my family and my parents for what they've gone through mm-hmm. to come to the states and to have to assimilate into the culture and yet it was also very limiting as a child and as you know just a creative Mm -hmm. to express myself like Mm -hmm. wait so you're saying that I only have these five paths to go down and I can't go down any other way or else I'm going to be this starving artist right and that's what so I think a big wound that like so many people have right is you're fed the story of like art is never going to make you money being creative is for what you don't there's no time for being creative and that's just something that you do when you have free time and it's it's always an afterthought and it's seen also systematically in the U.S. educational system art is typically the first thing that gets cut out right, of most out of schools mm-hmm. and again it's just this like reiteration and validating to people that art doesn't matter right and it's very damaging to our inner child, because all, of our, all our inner child wants to do is to fucking create. To fucking make shit. And play. And play. Yes. Exactly,
1: to play. Yeah. To just explore what it is to be. Right. And it's been such a hard journey coming back home to that. Like, mm-hmm. how do I just be? Mm-hmm. You know, I had to decide to leave the U.S. so I could just be also. I mean, it wasn't enough to just choose a creative career path that was, you know, yeah. You know, simultaneously I like, can earn decent money, but I can be creative. It wasn't enough because I always knew somehow in the core of me that it was still a compromise. Like, it still yeah. wasn't my vision. It still wasn't my voice. It still mm. wasn't my personal expression or my perception of the world. Yeah. And I didn't realize how important that was to me. Yeah. You know, until until recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until living in, in, in Costa Rica, like, really, literally having to shut out the whole world the whole commercial, corporate, consumerist world, in a right. way. And live in literally like rural the jungle, jungle <laughs> Costa Rica nowhere. Yeah. Which is really interesting because this place reminds me so much of Vietnam. Oh, yes. Where I was born. Where my parents grew up in the south. Mm. Like, when, I mean, I'm looking all around us right now. And it's palm trees, banana trees. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like lush green vegetation, the birds are chirping, blue skies, and this is the world. It's humid, it's hot, the sun's out, it's like hard rains. Like everything that I know about Vietnam, the times that I visited and all the
0: stories that I've been told. Mm.
1: So it's really interesting how much of a homecoming, you know, this is. And I'm like getting tears thinking about that.
0: I, I just got chills. I mean... Just even being surrounded by the environment that reminds you of Vietnam can be so shifting for you. Yeah,
1: very confronting as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's something that I have always said. It was like, coming here and living in the tropics, I've never felt more like myself than I ever had. Like, I lived in California most of my life. from there, and, you know, that's the, the desert. But coming here is like, wow, no, I feel comfortable. My body knows how to operate in this weather mm-hmm. and I feel like that's deeply tied to our ancestors I mean, most, our ancestors are coming from Vietnam mm-hmm. they have deep roots there mm-hmm. and so our bodies are just adjusted to that life that lifestyle that weather the lushness the the connection to nature that yeah. we're so disconnected from mm-hmm. when we're in the you know very packed cities yeah (laughs) like new york yeah for example absolutely and
1: and i mentioned confronting because simultaneously to that which i feel super at home here i simultaneously feel this confrontation of the discomfort and the trauma that my parents lived and my Mm. even back to my grandparents because the war yeah was occurring when my grandmother was had just birthed my dad you know i remember stories about that whole like how tumultuous it was during that time and the trauma that gets passed down through yeah. the through generations mm-hmm. and and what i recognize sort like in terms of like what gets what i get triggered by being here
0: mm-hmm.
1: are things related to to scarcity and lack definitely
0: because
1: yeah. it's rural because there's like not necessarily access to certain comforts of modern worlds, um, and and it's really interesting to notice how that like shows up in my body mm-hmm. when, let's say, uh, I don't know, like the electricity goes out, or like we don't have water, or like the yeah. sudden panic, mm-hmm. which is like I guess it's normal for right. most people who come from yeah. city living, like first world nations, yeah. Um, but I feel it in my body in a much deeper way as well. And, yeah. I, and I'm and i constantly remembering these stories that my mom told me about this, this, and that, and how they had to struggle, X, Y, Z. Mm. Um, and it, be, and it, be, it has been very present in the healing that I've experienced here. and And it's also like, hopefully, I believe so, healing for my mom to witness me thriving in the reverse scenario of what she anticipated for
0: us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure it is and I'm sure it's also challenging as well right to to see that and I think that when we do the healing in ourselves it's just it makes this huge ripple effect in our family and to everyone in our life. I mean, I've seen that in my family by, by just like exploring my relationships with my mom and my dad and with being an asian woman like what's like what it is like to really be in this body i've seen them change subtly and so mm-hmm. it's it's interesting yeah your path of like coming home into yourself into like this tropical environment has actually given you the spaciousness to come back to your authentic self
1: uh-huh.
0: exactly that's so
1: powerful and yeah and come back to my authentic expression Mm-hmm. because I think at the end of the day human beings, humanity is here to explore and express themselves and like in unique ways, like we're just yes. here to become unique little expressions of what consciousness can be yeah. and, and, every, and like there are similarities and we have parallels and, and we can connect with experiences that feel similar but mm-hmm. it can never be the same we have unique fingerprints we have our this the the tonality and the vibration of our voice is
0: can't be replicated yes yeah even if
1: like you can be an impersonator but yeah
0: yeah (laughs) but it's never going to be exactly it's never going to be exactly because we're
1: just so that's what we're here to do and Mm -hmm. and living in the u.s and new york specifically and living under like unique pressures of achieving and um pretty much achieving competition yeah. and it's like yes you want to be like the most creative unique whatever whatever but really there's a formula yeah and if you don't follow that formula social society society wise not gonna make it you're not gonna make it yeah you know and i feel that and i feel that like that pressure and i don't subscribe to it mm-hmm. like i i don't believe that that Is true and it shouldn't be true in how we live Mm -hmm. as as humanity right and how do you undo it though
0: (laughs) that's the question that's the journey yeah
1: it's very challenging to undo that through this through the lens of how modern like society has created yeah Um, these systems in place that we have to like fall under like become right. cookie cutters right images of each other
0: right and and I think it's coming back to like you are not a machine you can't just f- be fit into a formula and and that creates your happiness right. and I think so many people are waking up to that I mean me and you have when we just like woke up one day and we're like wait this life does not fit me like I'm meant to be somewhere else I'm meant to be constantly expanded and learning new things and like operating at a different, a different pace, Mm -hmm. right? Because when you're in the States, for example, in California, like things are going so fast. Whereas you come here and you're just going like slow with the speed of the jungle (laughs) and some moments. And yeah, it's about that, like, knowing that you aren't a part of this oppressing system that's trying to fit you in a box. Right. That you, you are not a box. You're, you're this unique expression of consciousness, of everything, yeah. and you are meant to express that. In fact, that is your life purpose, is to express your authenticity, your soul truth, Absolutely. and however that wants to come through, yes. however that wants to manifest. If it's through playing the guitar, play the guitar. If it's through dance, dance. Do that embodiment work, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like so many people, I mean, speaking to myself and so many other Asian women, we have been also layered on by these societal images of how we need to be. I mean, just to speak into being an Asian woman, it's been about being submissive, Mm. being quiet, Mm. and being... You know the the shadow of your husband, and it's like, no, <laughs> no more. And I feel that's so deeply with so many women coming into this feminine awakening, right? The rebalancing of the masculine, the feminine energy is happening on a collective level, and it's about reclaiming our bodies and ourselves and our creative power, and how. Once you do that, you're actually liberating yourself and you're liberating so many others around you and your family as well. You know, all these things are tied together. You know, it's like by liberating yourself, you're liberating yourself from the oppressing systems that have kept you down for so long. You're no longer buying in or putting energy into those systems. Mm -hmm. And once you then, you know, bring in a new generation, you show them. These are actually the sustainable systems that will work for you over time. It's not going to be this formula, this rat race, that's going to burn you out and, like, cause you to keep searching and searching. One thing that's coming up for me is, like, we're going from mind to, like, the body. Like, I see so many people talking about, like, embodiment work and coming into your body and your senses and, you know, what what is happening in the now. And when we start to like face those parts of ourselves like happening in the now especially when you're here in Costa Rica it's so hard to like not be in your body like you're feeling everything you're like feeling the weather you're feeling you're listening to the birds or like the howler monkeys and you're so in the now and it's telling you to slow down it's it's a different pace and it's also very healing and challenging because What's stored in our bodies? Trauma. Lots of trauma. <laughs> lots of trauma. Lots of trauma from our ancestors and from our parents and from other women and what society has has put onto us. It's it's really such a process, such a journey. And I just hear that from you of coming here and like rooting down here and constantly being present with yourself when you're going through these challenging moments of, mm-hmm. like, wow, I'm experiencing something that's, like, deeper, mm-hmm. deeper, way deeper than what I knew, yeah. and, yeah, I, I feel that there's this aspect of you that is the healer, that is the anchor for so many people around you, and, yeah, do you feel that in yourself and like how did you get there to like come into the healing path? I know you have experience with like herbs and like healing foods. Oh my gosh, you've healed me with your food. No. <laughs> you know and and just who you are and like what you stand for is like a healing anchor, I feel. And so how has that journey been for you in reclaiming that part of your gift? Oh man, that is also
1: such a story (laughs) Um, but I'll, I'll try and be succinct um healing has always been a part of the traditions of my family how it has become something that I embody now was initially out of necessity because I was searching I mean in retrospect I can identify that I was searching for that creative voice in me that wanted to come out, that was screaming to come out, but was locked deep, deep, deep down. Yeah. And when I talked about that itch, that, like, that was me scratching at the initial layers of that being buried, um, that I thought that I was achieving, uh, that I was satiating through my creative, professional, corporate path in yeah. interior design in, in, in New York, and had a really great career. And I'm grateful for everything that came to me in my life there. But I knew I was under a fog. I was just not connected. I could. I was receiving messages to lead me to the realization that I needed to go even deeper, and I needed to heal my body. I needed to heal. Um, Whatever it was, like, I, I, I'm i still on the journey. There's still so much to learn. But whatever it was that was manifesting in my body was generational as much as it was individual to me. And it shows up in the body physiologically in a certain way. And for me, it was my gut health. My gut health, being off balance, created this whole, like, ripple effect in my other systems, in my body, my nervous system, my adrenals, my my overthinking, my over worrying, my constant like chatter in the mind. Yeah. And it, and it it started to flip the script when I started to see an energy healer. Um and I I, feel, I I I recommend her highly, highly, highly. I can drop her name later. I don't know if it's appropriate right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she is a holistic healer. She incorporates energy medicine, natu- naturopathy, mm-hmm. ayurveda, but the principle, principle, principle was nutrition and the vital life force of foods and what it can bring to harmony in the body, Mm -hmm. literal harmony in the body. So she put me on a program that was all like multifaceted. It was completely just addressed my energy bodies, my chakras, my emotional bodies, my Mm -hmm. physical bodies. Mm -hmm. And through this journey with her, In healing my body, the fog lifted. I literally, kid you not, the fog lifted. Mm. And after nine months on her program, working with her, and also working with myself, you know, I give myself credit too because I was also journeying. I was also like, I had Doing the work. Yeah, Uh I was doing the work. I had quit my, three years prior to doing this, I I had quit the last job that I had in, in proper design studio. And I went into construction management thinking, okay, I need a job, but I can't work in design. It's just, like, burning me out. So let me go into construction management. At least my hours would be shorter. Yeah. But I realized the stress level was the same because coordinating, like, like an entire build-out of a hotel or a restaurant or a home, whatever, it was way more mentally taxing. Anyways, long Mm -hmm. story short, I still was, yeah, just, like, my my whole system just needed a break mm-hmm. my whole system was just like confused but I knew I needed to find what this was and so after yeah. this program the fog lifted I completely started to see myself and what I needed I had no idea how mm-hmm. but I knew I needed to leave New York yeah I had to leave New York mm-hmm. I was like I know that a lot of people like there's many ways to find your healing um, but mine was to leave like put myself in a new environment mm-hmm. um, take myself out of this environment that I don't know how to relate to from a healed place because I'm not healed yet yeah I'm yeah. healing mm-hmm. and I'm getting there so it was because of that healing in my body and working with this um, working in this program like, with my health that I was able to make the decision with no plan <laughs> mm-hmm. at all just in the hopes it's like just in the not in the, just the hopes but like the belief yeah that i will find it mm. that i will find the way back to that creative voice and be yes. able to understand how to do that mm-hmm. i knew that i wanted to um be an independent creative i knew i wanted to work for myself i didn't want to work for anyone else anymore i wanted to create for me, yeah. and also make money from. <laughs> yes, from it. Um, that for me is like the most tangible and potent relationship that I have with like how my creative voice and expression and healing interrelate because mm-hmm. like the one and two are the same.
0: Totally. Like yeah. me
1: wanting to find my creative expression
0: mm-hmm.
1: brought me to the healing, and the healing allowed to bring the creative voice
0: out, mm-hmm. to give it space, right. to give it safety. And to, to see be. yourself so that way you can then uh-huh. create from that place. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow.
1: To really like, yeah, clear the noise and the chatter of mm. what other people thought of me,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: what I thought that other people thought of me, mm-hmm. or what I adopted as expectations for myself that actually weren't mine. They were yeah. someone else's. Mm-hmm. They were from society. They were from my parents. They were from whatever assumptions that I made about other people seeing what they're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: And none of that was mine. None of it was mm-hmm. mine. So I had to relearn all of that leaving New York. I had to relearn okay, I, I cleared the slate and, and I had to like bring back in intentionally like, what do I believe
0: yeah. in
1: this moment? What actually is mine and mm-hmm. what
0: isn't? Yeah. <sighs> that's so powerful that's such a deep journey that you went on that's only a slice of it <laughs> and that we're all constantly going on, we're all constantly yeah, going through a cycle of releasing things that don't serve us and reintegrating what does and I just want to say and honor you for going through that and doing the work because it's, it's hard It's Mm -hmm. difficult, very hard. Yeah, and you can (laughs) say it (laughs) retrospectively, like, you can speak about it, but while you're in those really thick, intense experiences, it's hard to talk about. Absolutely, super hard to talk about. And somehow, coming out of that fog,
1: feeling so just tuned in to to this intuition and this truth Mm -hmm. in me, allowed me to do it anyway because I still had my fears like I was like I had a certain number of like in the bank account as my savings to be to to lean into as I like started this path but I still needed to find work I still needed to and people just looked at me like I was crazy and just assumed that I came from money Mm. or that I had it or that I don't know I was doing something illegal yeah (laughs) like I had so many people just assume, like, oh, she must have a lot of money saved because how could she just move and make, yeah, yeah. like, basically quit my Mm -hmm. job, gave up an amazing, like, full-service building, doorman, built, like, apartment. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. stability. Like, stability, stability, stability for the unknown. And I was terrified. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just straight up, like, Mm -hmm. What am I doing but I just had to jump anyway yeah. yeah because I couldn't I couldn't see myself living this life for the rest of my life because that's not what I came here for something just came in really clearly when that fog lifted. It was like this isn't meant for you you're meant for something else you have to go for it yeah I mean otherwise you can just continue to do this it's all very predictable you've already achieved everything yeah. that you're supposed to achieve in terms of, like, making my parents happy, talk about, like, cultural heritage, like, Asian uh, pressures. <laughs> right. <laughs> expectations. Construct. Yeah. It was like, I Mom, look, I got the job, I got the apartment, I've got the, like, okay, maybe I don't have the husband yet at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've got all these things set up, I've got a stable job, income. And I've got a solid place. I've got friends around me. I've got my health. Right.
0: And it was it was like okay now what? Yeah. Now like what? on paper it, everything was like checked. Yeah. But then you were like, there's still something missing here.
1: Yeah. Like I'm not fully happy. I'm not. Right. Like the goals that I set out to achieve, I achieved, but that's not happiness. Mm-hmm. You know. Happy. Right. I was I was reading this book. It's fucking brilliant book. It's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I've read it too, yeah. I love this book. I've been savoring it because it's just there's so much wisdom in it and I love how just brutal, kind of plain straight English up. it is, straight up yeah. it is. And I'm just through this part that talks about what really is happiness and what set of values really create sustainable happiness. And yeah. it's never a value that has a finite time frame. Mm-hmm. So Getting the stable job and a house or whatever, if I was living in the suburbs, a car or whatever, material things don't give you the happiness because you've got them and then what? Yeah. The inanimate object isn't going to perpetually... Mm-hmm. So happiness is like adopting values that kind of give back to you as much as you are giving to it. It's mm. like learning how to work with nature is something that makes me deeply happy like working with herbs learning herbalism incorporating that into my personal healing incorporating that into the bone broth that i make this you know part of maintaining my health and being able to share it with others Mm -hmm. it's like it's an it's it's limitless like nature is limitless we are limitless Mm -hmm. and so when we tap into that that's that's sustainable that's right that's happiness
0: perpetual (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I love that so much and I, I deeply resonate with this whole path of of needing to let go of this life that you had built up for yourself and what your mind really constructed as like oh this is all the goals that you have to complete in order to you know make it and it was like I've also went through that process of Almost going through a crisis of like this is not what I want, and needing to redefine what it means to be happy, what it means to, what it means to just like feel excited in life, and yeah, a lot of that is taking risks and like jumping into the unknown, and like mm-hmm. that is something I want to know here. That many of our ancestors didn't get the chance to do and that we're born here just like what you said to experience more to experience and to take our generation to a higher level to a new level to a more creative more fulfilling more authentic version Mm -hmm. and to do that in our collective, like imagine if everyone is operating from their authentic self. Oh from their true creative, like oh, this is my gosh. soul truth. Then I'm gonna let you live your soul truth and we're gonna operate in this co- like ecosystem of together, of authenticity and it, it would just be a thriving system. Oh, it'd be a thriving system and the one percent will be broke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's true they wouldn't have anything to hold over us anymore mm-hmm. and the more of us that wake up to that mm-hmm. the more power we take away yeah. from these systems that oppress us that want us to be cogs in the wheel right. like cookie cutter images of each other mm-hmm. and they know Yeah. they know they yeah. know that that is what will be the undoing mm. of it all and the savior
0: of the planet <laughs> <laughs> No, it's true. You know, what we're talking about here is really reclaiming these parts of yourself that make you whole. You know, whether it's a creative art that you always wanted to get into, or if it's cooking, or if it's anything, right? If there's something deeply inside of your body, inside of your heart, that your intuition's been like, hey, go this way, Mm -hmm. even if it feels scary, Mm -hmm. even if you don't know what's going to happen you have to go for it mm-hmm. anyways Yeah. and something that comes to me is like if, if you don't take the bigger risk you'll never get the bigger gain exactly and yeah I've had to remind myself that so many times I mean needing to just go for it I mean coming out to Costa Rica I mean me and you feel like have such Similar mm-hmm. but yet different stories because mm-hmm. me coming out to Costa Rica I was like so afraid. I didn't know anyone, didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I had to come out here and get a different perspective of lifestyle. Right. And from doing that it expanded me in so many different directions of what was possible. Rather than being so like in my box of like this is what I do every day and that has helped me actually break out of the boundaries of being from an Asian family, being from an Asian culture of like what I knew was possible. And even me speaking into that with my parents and being like, hey, like I live here in this beautiful jungle and it reminds me of Vietnam. And one day you guys could experience this as well. And they're, they've been open to it. Like, they've Mm -hmm. been expanded by me and what I've been doing, Mm -hmm. and just like you, I'm sure you're doing that with your family as well, and, you know, we all will do something that feels scary to us and will not be understood by other people. And
1: super triggering
0: by my family in particular. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and, like, once we just do that thing anyways, and trust ourselves, and trust our intuition, and into, like, this process of life that we go through because everyone goes through these deep transformations, right? No one on this podcast or no one listening here has not gone through something so deep, especially in these last three years. Oh, gosh, right. Everyone has gone through some (laughs) sort of, like, absolutely rebirth and, Uh like, transformation and death experience. I think, like, that is... It's definitely a part of the human experience to go through that. And once we do break these veils that were illusions for so long we get to see the light of our authentic self Mm -hmm. and it's really beautiful to hear your path and how by going through the healing path it has helped you find your creative voice and by expressing your voice it has actually led to so much healing absolutely that's incredible like that would be the theme of my uh
1: my album, if I could make a name for it right now, <laughs> you're going to. That's incredible. I already have a name of uh, uh, of what, yeah. I can't say it. out. I don't want to say it yet. <laughs> but I do have a name, and but that's the, the those are the undercurrents. It's like mm. this this healing, mm-hmm. this healing and the embracing of the deep divine mother mm-hmm. in us all, and especially as a woman.
0: Yeah. And
1: and what does that look like for for me, having grown up? with you know in in Vietnamese culture and tradition um
0: yeah
1: and and drawing drawing from all of that it's like simultaneously an homage to where I've come from um this is also like my creative vision too like what I want to bring together like so many different things but Mm -hmm. definitely like putting voice to my own personal diaspora, if I can call, it. like the Asian diaspora, yes. like part of, like being a part of that conversation is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, moving forward, being a part of um, lifting up fellow Asian women's voices, right. being being a champion, and remembering also to acknowledge the fact that I'm Asian in this yes. whole equation, right? Didn't a- need to rhyme there, <laughs> 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 because. You know, I reflected on this earlier with you that when we sat down and shared about these creative wounds that we have, mm-hmm. um, I really didn't have a mirror like you yeah. in my life, not a lot, you know, because I grew up in the Bronx, there was it was, there was a lot of blacks and Latinos and not mm-hmm. very many Asians. When one Asian person came through, it was like okay put them together mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. they'll feel so I've always felt like this this strange like one off, two off kind of community yeah. and so when I was in community I didn't know what to do with myself I didn't know how to speak into this and, and, and I felt really disconnected from my community mm-hmm. and it's really important for me now moving forward to be in that conversation in that community, in right. my community not that my community. This is who I am. And when I speak and when I share, and when I create into the world, (laughs) I can't not be an Asian woman in this. Mm. And the more that I own it and integrate it and speak to it and normalize it in a way, you know, because how many outspoken Asian women are there? I mean, there's Ali Wong now, which I adore her. <laughs> but
0: you know, there's not very many role models yeah.
1: for us to look to.
0: The representation is so small in relation to everything Right. Else and other, other you know, ethnicities and other people. You know, other women, and it's one thing that I'm really I, that's coming up to me now that. Like, Feels like it wants to be mentioned here is, I was doing research on women in music, and out of a study of like nine hundred people of music producers, only two percent of them were women. Wow. Only two two percent of nine hundred. And how many of those women people. were Asian? Zero percent. I, it didn't break down that <laughs> far, but I'm assuming. I'm like, assuming zero percent. Th- not much, right? <laughs> right. And their representation is very small. And, yeah, I th- you make such a great point as, like, in everything you do, you're infusing it with who you are and who you are. Being a part of your Asian heritage, you being an Asian woman, is, is that. Right. You are that. And not to be whitewashed. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. Because
1: don't want to necessarily put her down and all that she's done but like when Lucy Liu came out into the Hollywood picture Mm -hmm. they whitewashed the fuck out of her Mm -hmm. can I say
0: that totally yeah (laughs) be your authentic self (laughs) she was whitewashed the fuck out Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. well they also had to you know just viewing media and what it does it it has to even portray different cultures in a way that palatable to a wide audience. Exactly. And so right. then they yeah so
1: it shows show her persona outwardly and, and yeah. like the the, the the media and mm-hmm. the movies that she made it just was like in a mm-hmm. way it's like I understand how it can serve because it semi-normalizes yeah. the visibility Yeah. Right. But at the same time it does a disservice.
0: Right. It's like doing both. Right. Yeah. It's like very much like, fuck yes. There's an Asian woman like in these big roles, but then, wait, and she's not being portrayed as like a geisha
1: or a sort right. of housewife or whatever. Exactly. she's just, like a normal human being, kicking living, like, ass, uh-huh. being a spy. Uh-huh. You know, like
0: what we all want to uh-huh. do. And it's true, and it's like, I want to bring it back to even just like the creativity part. Like we're not, I think, as Asian women, allowed to be expressive. You know, in an Asian family, let me just tell you, like, this is very prevalent in mine. It's, like, the only emotions that you could express was anger and happiness. There was no, like, anything in between. And a lot of suppression there. Mm -hmm. And needing to be and fit into a a specific role. Like, Mm -hmm. be good at school. You know, do what you need to do. And then that's... End of story. End (laughs) of story. (laughs) There's nothing else to talk about here. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, you see this just reflecting on specific cultures in Asia like for example in China there's so the it's probably the most industrial and successful and economic culture out there like they're so technologically advanced Mm -hmm. they're so productive from my perspective it's like we've been taught these skills and these Stories of like needing to prove ourselves mm-hmm. in these ways that our ancestors had to. Mm-hmm. Now there's a need to break those boundaries yeah. of what all of you know the past generations were told. You know, of working hard, needing to, like, be in the scarcity mindset, needing to, like, hold on to everything you had because mm-hmm. you didn't know when the next opportunity was and all of this, like, fear. It was like, okay, now we have to just peel all those layers and come into, okay, I'm going to trust my abilities. I'm going to lean into my desire to be creative, and that's going to bring me exactly who I need to talk to, where mm-hmm. I need to go,
1: mm-hmm. And that takes... And abundance. And abundance. In all the ways.
0: Yes. And that takes a lot of trust. A
1: lot of trust. A lot of trust. And we weren't taught to trust. (laughs) Mm -hmm. My family was not... Like, I didn't learn trust from my family. I love you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was always, let's prepare for the worst. Let's prepare for the worst. Let's, like, build up the cushion. Let's... Assume everyone's bad until proven otherwise, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then we'll trust you. You know, it's like yeah. it's a whole different paradigm to mm-hmm. live under the assumption of it'll all work out. Yeah, you know? my mom had such um like a deep like uh, trigger with me since I was a child because I was, I am. Um, uh, she would say like I, she, I'm not afraid of anything. Constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, I would trust people. I would be, you know, I, I would have full faith. Mm-hmm. In, and, I, and that would show up in so many ways. And, and I would go out and do things, even if I didn't know what the outcome would be, just because I needed to do it. And, yeah. and then it will all resolve itself. Right. And that was me, <laughs> you know, as like, from zero. That's how I was, my personality. And she would always um, cut me down, in a way, mm-hmm. or, like, temper me. Mm. I think that's a better way to say it. She would right. always temper me with this fear, this like apprehension. It's like don't trust everyone, mm-hmm. you know, be cautious, be more prudent, this isn't that. Yeah. And 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 I learned that, well, she's half right. <laughs> yeah. I mean there's there's like logic in that and prudency is is useful. Right. But you have to trust yourself and your instincts. Right. Like you can't be a creative person in this world without trusting that you're doing the thing. You're, right. you're, you're gonna do the thing. Yeah. Whether it's like successful quote unquote in the world or not, you just gotta do the thing. Right. And and whatever else comes from it, well, it'll be it'll be what it'll be.
0: <laughs> the par I feel like the paradox in being a creative is like the more you just do it, the better it becomes. Mm-hmm. So if you don't even start, you're not, it's not getting anywhere. You have to just trust that, okay, whatever happens, if I make a mistake, if something happens, if it doesn't turn out the way I hoped, then it was meant to be that way right. and I will adjust or it will get better. Right. And again, I think this also goes into, we weren't really taught these skills of like, Regulating our emotions, regulating ourselves Mm. and what happens in our environment. It was just like, okay, here you go. Like, this is life and you're living it. (laughs) And here are these skills that you're going to learn. And, like, you don't really learn how to apply that to, like, daily life and on deeper mental, emotional, spiritual levels. No. It's just like, okay, this is it and figure it out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you, but I grew up Buddhist. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, if you if you had a concern or a worry or whatever you you would pray your you would recite your mantras say the names yeah. of Buddha right <laughs> go to temple it's basically like the the, the mechanisms of like church and, and Christianity of like mm-hmm. surrender yourself to God mm-hmm. and I will work out mm-hmm. it's like okay great I appreciate the 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 the, the spiritual undertones of that yeah, of yeah. trust and surrender. Um, but there's a real navigation that needs to be learned, learned to, to go through those spaces in Mm -hmm. oneself. And, and, and it's not, it's not all in the Bible. It's not all in the scriptures and and, in the Buddhist writings. It's, it's about how do you interrelate with, with humans? How do you adapt that, adopt that into yourself and like, Mm i think that we're entering into a new spiritual world as well yeah, yeah. where all of that is 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 like provides some foundation for for us to go from but we're kind of rewriting spirituality right now mm-hmm. and and because for me the perspective of spirituality is so closely linked to creation like we come from a creative source like we come from the act of creating life yes I mean that's it point point. and Done. if we don't believe that there's spirituality involved that the consciousness that comes through like the little egg and sperm mm-hmm. coming together and that there's a spark they call it right yeah. that spark of life is the consciousness and that is everything yeah it bleeds into everything it's like it infuses into our essence and, mm-hmm. and we have gone so far away that like spirituality is coming out of these worlds of like institutions of religion Mm -hmm. and and yeah like I said we're we're creating that recreating this connection to that source to that spark Mm -hmm. and that's why for me it's so important to be authentic in reading that within ourselves recognizing it acknowledging it Mm. giving it space to be and giving it permission to exist in yes. this world and what does that look like for each individual well for me it's i i, I make art like i'm yeah. i illustrate i paint i um do graphic art as well and i do music i sing i dance all of these things are life-giving to me life perpetuating right. yes for me this is the legacy i want to live leave mm. For my children,
0: yeah.
1: and and this is the hope and the desire and the dream that I have to transmit to the world, <laughs> to everyone I touch, my community, the people I love close to me, my family. If they can just understand that the whole constructed world that we live in is literally the matrix. It's it's <laughs> it's it's a, it's a facet. Mm-hmm. It's not everything. Yeah, it's not the core of it. And we focus so much on the illusion and we don't spend enough time as a collective humanity Mm -hmm. with this Mm -hmm. this conversation yeah with like that connection to the joy and the source there are communities that still exist
0: yeah
1: a lot of them that I've learned recently still exist in Africa
0: yeah
1: my friend who used to live here she lived here for like 20 years a long time way longer than me um, <laughs> I think about like 20 years anyways she's recently moving back to Africa to be with her family mm-hmm. to step into these roles of like community and what's important it's yeah. like going back to the basics like I guess mm-hmm. in a way but it's it's the basics are literally the foundation everything else and if we're not celebrating that and focusing on that and cultivating that for future generations we are missing the mark yeah and we're gonna lose this earth (laughs) but if we can stay in that communication in that conversation with ourselves Mm -hmm. we can really like transcend to levels that we don't even like we can we dream about yeah we dream about it
0: we know. We have those dreams. hmm <laughs> Wow. I feel like you just laid down some very strong, powerful... I got inspired. <laughs> ...codes. And, yeah, just thank you so much for speaking all into that. And I'm so honored to just amplify your voice, amplify your message, amplify who you are, because it's so important for us to hear each other's stories... To tune in to what our authentic self is by listening to another person, Mm. and so I just want to thank you. Mm. And is there anything else that you would like to share with anyone as we come to a close? Oh man, no, I just I'm so grateful
1: to have been invited Uh into the space (laughs) to be given the opportunity to share in this way Mm. and not just share because we've had conversations that have like touched my heart in so many ways in the past Mm -hmm. but there's something in the evolution of the conversation that gets recorded onto a podcast and then it gets transmitted into the digital space and that can then like you said amplify these words that aren't just my words they're words that I have received from others and from ancestors and from just source. To be able to have the platform to, to, to transmit that and be a part of, like I said, that conversation mm-hmm. in the world is an honor. And so I'm deeply, deeply grateful. And I, yeah, I guess the only thing I could say is to, um, to like, yeah, do it anyway. Like, <laughs> I love that create so anyway, just, and, and really share also Mm. to have the space to share is is, has been actually very healing for me Mm -hmm. as well as a part of and this part of my journey
0: so thank you (laughs) amazing thank you so much and where can people find you if they wanted to reach out to you and connect in this moment in time
1: (laughs) i am Available on Instagram. I will limit it to there for the moment. My handle is Ocean Phoenix, spelled as is, without any separators or anything like that. No caps or nothing. Um, and that's where I intend to share more of my work, because actually I've been pretty silent <laughs> on that space for the last two years. The pandemic really threw me for a loop. But I will. Um, be starting to fill that space up with conversations like this mm-hmm. with my work my the things that I, the themes that I've talked about here I think this is a great introduction for me
0: yeah to to gather my thoughts also <laughs> for that space so. amazing well thank you so much Haifang. I love you so much and you too, thank you everyone who joined us today and yeah I hope you had a beautiful time listening and beautiful day wherever you are Tchau!
1: Tchau!